what's what, what what's the sixth of us? Eighteen point five. Sure. <laughs> that's that, that's, that's what happens balls when you're balls deep in a math, math book. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. I am your host, Mike Lucas. I almost forgot my name. Well, I mean, I, I knew my name. I just didn't know where I was going to go after my name. So here's where that last sentence came into play. I I don't <laughs> think... You don't think often, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> well, see, uh, we're on the same page then. <laughs> so, 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 sometimes, sometimes I think that you forget your name, like, for real. Well, you Some know. Some people like the cucumbers pickled. Right. Some people like their cucumbers pickled, which is, you know, more common than you'd think. Uh, joining me, as always, is my group of people. Um, the crew. Johnny, say hi. Hi. Matt McNeil. Hi. And Aaron Cronigan. Hello. Uh, how's you guys' day going? Long. You, you know, I'm just going to put this out here right now. If yeah. I sneeze during this podcast, I am so sorry to you guys and the listeners. Mm. Wow. Well, just don't do that. I, no one even... I got, I got a long and I got a... Uh, and then I got a something about sneezing when I asked <laughs> how your day is going. <laughs> I mean, so. I, I spent most of the day just streaming uh, myself playing video games. So that's... Why? That's how my day went. I don't know, because people watch it. People watch it. Matt watches not, it. Not, not uh, I, yeah, I yeah. don't watch my <laughs> own no, stream. I did he's, spend he's 20 streaming minutes himself the other night while he's playing. Play. Oh he's God. playing some Lord of the Rings games. So yeah, Shadow, Shadow of Mordor. Of Mordor. Yep. Interesting, yep. at least. It's super fun. That is a fun game, actually. I will admit that. We got a great show for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into the uh, movies coming to theaters this week, as well as DVDs coming out, and a review of the movie Sicario. A listener request. Yes. Like as all of our Monday shows are. Memorial Day today. You know or a game I'm really excited to play? Listening in the future. What's up? Doom. Yeah, mm. not what we're talking about. <laughs> so uh, let's get into movies coming out to theaters this week. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Out of the Shadows. So. Pass. Yep. I actually got to admit, I'm kind of looking forward to it. No, Johnny. <laughs> I'm, oh, no, wait, I'm, this I'm one's, being suckered in. This one's not a Michael Bay film. Neither was the first one. It's a Michael Bay prodigy, and he just has he's, oh. he's, he's the puppet master pulling all the strings. Yeah, he he's producer, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, that, I, th- I thought it was a Michael Bay directed film, and then I was like, Ugh, no. But if it's just prodigy, I'm still probably like, eh, no. Oh, but they're ah. doing Bebop and Rocksteady, and Krang's the bad guy in this one. <laughs> wow. What? That's what everybody is saying who's excited about this movie. You are childish. You're childish. <laughs> no, I, like, that's literally... How they say it to me. Um, oh, okay then. Yeah. You just need to find different friends. Other I, movies coming out. Pop star. <laughs> never stop. Never stopping. Stop. Never stopping. <laughs> never stop. Never stopping. Wow. Uh, that one's an Andy Samberg film, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Uh, it looks entertaining at the very least. Um, me before you. Awful. And the fits, which. Uh, Never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it. It must be a limited release or something of the sorts. So, moving forward. DVDs coming out. Do you guys have my lists? I have a list. Okay. There are only four, so I think we have the same list. I have seven. Ooh. You have seven. Ooh. I only have four. So go ahead Throw and down. Go ahead and read yours. All right. You tell me if I got something you don't. All right. Well, I mean, if you have six and he has four, <laughs> you've got something. Well, he we got to figure out where the discrepancy is okay. at. Okay. Right. And I have seven, not six. Well, go, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston. B. Crans, right? B. Crans. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have that one. Oscar nominated. Yeah, how B. do you not have that one? For that performance. Are you on the right date, Johnny? This is May 30th, 2016. Yeah. All right. That, <laughs> would, that would be uh, this week. Yeah, it would be this week. Uh-huh. Go on. Uh, Gods of Egypt, Yo. which I heard was a complete crap fest. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. I don't know how many other description words we could use. I'm sure we could find a lot. And this one I actually heard was pretty good. Race. Uh, uh, that I, I was, heard yeah, that it was, was good. I'd never seen it. I think I, when we talked about it, we just all agreed that it's just another sports 
movie about race and now it's about racing so they had the chance uh, it's just like i'm so sick of it's it. a race with racing yeah like it's about how clever sorry, it's yeah. about the the first african-american yeah, olympic yeah. sprinter and yeah Nazi but there's nazis stuff so it's probably an oscar you can movie. kind of equate this to indiana jones because i nazis. did not see that coming okay just had to get that out of there someone was gonna say it i figured i would Okay. Uh, Go on. Uh, Spotlight. Another one I haven't heard of. Really? Dude, that these was are Oscar nominated. Yeah. That one's been on DVD for movie. months. Yeah, maybe that it's one's just been like out an, for a while. Uh, uh, an like maybe it's a re-release? Yeah, maybe know. a new edition or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they did that with the Star Wars where they were like, hey, this is a release, but then we're going to release it in 3D in like two weeks. Something oh, did saying. they? Yeah, they did that. Oh. And that's probably what these are. This is just a yeah. um Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Oh God! I enjoyed the book. I oh God! I don't know if the movie's gonna be any good. Okay, yeah. what, what else? Steve Jobs. That was the one with Fastbender. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Triple Nine. Triple Which Nine. is one I'm looking forward to. Do you have? It didn't get good reviews. Uh, though. So I don't know what site Johnny's on, but the only ones that I have for this week are Gods of Egypt, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies: Race, and Triple Nine. Okay. Hmm. And uh, the the spotlight one and the Trumbo, all that was probably just re-releases because those were in theaters back yeah. in like, December. That's my assumption. Yeah. So that would be where the discrepancies are. So uh, I think we're just gonna get right into the review of Sicario, unless you guys. I just do it. I I will say some interesting news I did find out this week. Yes. Uh, they're doing a Little Mermaid live action movie. <sighs> Are they just making live action movies of all the old Disney animated? Well, movies? yeah, because Duh, now they can do Disney it good. Needs, needs more money. Well, they I mean, have the cash flow from Star Wars. Now they need it coming okay, in from every angle. They have the cash flow from Star Wars. They have the cash flow from everything Mouse. they ever yeah. do. Yeah, Let's they got, they got a cash flow from the entire Marvel em- Empire. They had cash flow since day one. Mm hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the repeat of it. I like that. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, so Sicario. Uh, it's a movie from 2015. This is actually a uh, listener request. Uh, so uh, 2015, it's a newer movie. If you haven't seen it, we just want to say we're going to spoil the heck out of it. So don't get mad at us, basically. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. If, if you do get mad at us, email us and tell us that you're mad at us. That's your own fault. Um, I like descriptive words and angry emails, please. Right. Uh, rated R, two hours and one minute long action crime drama. 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, as well as 93% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and 85% scored on, or from the audience. With with the same mm. exact average rating, 8 out of 10. Wow. Hmm. No, that's weird. Yeah. Well, no, no, I agree with that. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, an idealistic FBI agent is enlisted by a government task force to aid in the escalating war against drugs at the border area between the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, directed by... Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I got made well, fun of last week for trying to say this. Well, is it uh-huh. d- is it Dennis or Denise? Denise Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Make it super French. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the closer you are to bordering racism, the better it's pronounced. <laughs> what? Like they say that all the time. Croissant and omelette du fromage. Yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, everybody, that's that's the only thing I know how to say in French. Yep. <laughs> uh, it stars Emily Blunt, Benicio del Toro, Josh Brolin. Um, unfortunately, John Bernthal. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> indeed. And Daniel. Kaluuya. Kaluuya? No, it's there's a Y in there. Any other big names I'm missing, guys? I don't think so. All right. Uh, yeah. So. There was a font joke in there. I was like, just increase the size of the font. You find big names that way. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I liked it. I liked <laughs> that a lot. We're gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. Man, don't really? sell your joke short, John. Yeah. Just go for him. I thought yeah. that was a terrible joke. Uh, I, oh no, I, it I, was a terrible joke. You're absolutely right. My stupid right. fucking no. kicked in. No, that was good. That was really good, <laughs> guys. We should go back and remaster all of our episodes with that joke. <laughs> like, please. Uh let's not. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably just take way too much time anyway, and we're really busy reviewing Fast and Furious anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd like to point out, I said I'm not watching them from day one. So, not my fault. Right. Um, We're so. furiously reviewing them very fast. Right. Very fastly. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, give me your first initial thoughts. Aaron, you've seen it, right? Before yes, this? I have. Um, what about you two? This was the first time I've seen it. I saw it a couple months ago. Okay. And uh, first time for me as well. So, give me your first initial thoughts after the first screening. Anybody? After seeing it the first, very first time you're yes. saying? Okay. I, first of all, I wanted so, so badly to like this movie a lot because I thought it would be great because it's the director of Prisoners, so coming off a really good movie that I liked a lot. Uh, cinematographer is Roger Deakins, who's one of the best, and it seemed like an interesting story, but I just couldn't get past the pacing. It was so hard to get through and I'm not saying the story still was interesting but the way they told the story was not it was a very beautiful but very boring movie I will agree with that after first watch it was it was a very fun movie at first and like I I was interested to see where it was going to go but second time it's slow yeah I just couldn't get because you kind of know what's happening and you just can't really get into it it's, it just feels right. like it's the action scenes are done very well and then it just, everything in between that you just don't care about that's what I mean by pacing issues because you have yeah. these interesting awesome tense scenes mixed in with like this filler stuff that you don't like Johnny said you it's hard to care right especially because like they're the whole thing is about the moral conundrum like should we do bad things to stop bad people and if you don't care about that, it's hard to care about right. the movie. Right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll expand on that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, explain, I'll expand on that in a little bit. But uh, in my initial thoughts, I, first of all, I think this movie is overrated. I, but we'll, we'll get into that okay. later. But I can, I can sum up this movie in two words. Wasted potential. And kind of for the, the same things that Johnny and Aaron said, this movie suffers a lot from pacing problems. Um, all of the care well not all of them most of the characters are just written horribly uh, because uh, Aaron and Johnny are right I don't care about any of them like some of that the actors did what they could with what they were given but it just it comes up short in a lot of places I will agree with that I think it, it the waste of the potential is probably the number one thing I would have said about this is because it has an interesting storyline, but it it really you di I didn't care for any of the characters. Well, and at it, all, they just push that morality point so hard, which they really shouldn't. I mean, like you work in the FBI, like this is something that they like you do on the regular. Like you do bad things to well, stop worse people within. Oh within like but lines she's like, but she's like i can't sign this thing that says you guys did it all by the book because my moral code is just so high i'm like you're not batman well just, just sign the thing even batman kills people <laughs> well apparently now it does <laughs> it's like my one rule uh. <laughs> but do like if that's what the, the the some people hold things closer to themselves than others so i get the morality i just didn't care like and I I don't agree. Sorry, you're saying like the morality part. I don't agree that the characters were written poorly. I think the movie was just handled poorly. So that, and maybe some people do care that maybe are a little more, but moral. Than we <laughs> well, are. And, and I guess we're all morally bankrupt. <laughs> no, we're not. Kill them all. I, no, solve no. the problem. Well, no, we're no, just no. apathetic. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that you can't have some kind of moral code, but when you look at it objectively. Like there's no reason for her to be so against everything well, right. that they're trying to do. But but the the problem is they're not look. She's not looking at it objectively. Objectively, she would have done that. She's looking at it subjectively. Right, and that's a problem with the character because that's not a that's a real life problem. But, but, but at, at 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 some point, any real person would be like, okay, yeah, you're right. This needs to be done. No, 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 no. no most no. people are. You know, looking at the world is subjective. No matter how you get at it, Matt, in a perfect world, everything would be objective. See, it's like it's like, hey, I know I'm gonna be able to murder somebody and get away with it. Am I still gonna murder somebody? 
that's a diff completely different. How is that different? She's murdering people. She's not murdering anybody. But her friends, quote unquote, not the right word, but her colleagues are. They're CIA. And they so? and they couldn't have done it without dragging her along. Yeah. The only way that they could have operated the way they were operating is by tagging her tagging along because they I, had to have a, a, an agent I think she's along just, with them. I think she's just butthurt because they didn't tell her from the get-go that's what she was there for, and she was just mad because her feelings were hurt. That's how it came across to me. No. No. Well, I mean, I can kind of see that, but I think it was like they, they – well, first of all, they did like a complete bait and switch. They're like, hey – you know, we're going to go into the kiddie pool. Turns out we're on open, like, in open waters. Right. Well, and it's it's not, so, it's dumb. Like, they say, we're going to El Paso. And right. And she's like, okay, we're going to El Paso. And then they're in Mexico. And she's like, oh, this is wrong. We can't be here. And I'm like, well, they're, they're spec ops. This is what they do for a living. And you have to tag along so they can do their job. Like, it's not a... But when your whole life and your whole career is geared toward doing things the right way, building cases to take down people, doing it by the books so that you can do the right thing. Right. And then they're just using their power to abuse that. But she, okay, but she's the one person in the entire, well, I guess her and her uh, FBI partner guy. So right. anybody the, outside of the people that are doing it. No, even, yeah. even within, even within the FBI, because the, the older guy, uh, the director, I'm not sure what his title is, but he's, he tells her, he's like, how many by the book cases, like we've got more arrests and blah, blah, blah in the last two years. How has that impacted things on the streets? And she admits that it hasn't. It hasn't I know, done anything. I, I know. And I don't so, disagree with that point. What I am trying to understand that character in saying that she probably, she ends up realizing that fact, but she disagrees with the way they're going about making the difference. Right. Yeah. She wants to get that same person. She wants to get to the root of the cause, but she doesn't want them to just go around murdering people and crossing borders where they shouldn't be. See, and this is where the problem herein lies in the movie is because what Aaron just said is basically the right thing where it's she wants to do this, but she can't. And they did not deliver that to us. They they went about explaining that in a terrible manner. Would you agree? Yes. Because we're left in the dark just as much as she right. is throughout this entire thing. Well, right. I mean, and I, I kind of, I don't mind that. I'm, I like, I'm totally for learning things as our protagonist is learning them. Yeah. I just can't get over the fact that she's just this immovable object of morality. Like, even when she's presented with all the facts, like, here's what we need to do in order to get it done. This is the best way to do it. Everybody else is looking at it objectively, and she's the only one who's like, no, no. We can't do that. No. That's not right. Well, well if, if everyone looked at it objectively, then you wouldn't have the chance from a different perspective. You wouldn't have the view of a different perspective, and that's how you make the best plans. Right. She's there. She's a key piece to this puzzle and mm. it's basically the they're trying to sneak into a man's house to murder him right and she finds out that they're not trying their end game is not to stop the flow of drugs it's to control the flow yeah. of drugs yeah welcome to the world of politics i guess well yeah and it's she her her job is basically to stop the flow of drugs but they're Basically, just making it easier for the cartel. But at the and, same time, we get a logical explanation. Unless you right. tell, what do you say, two thirds of the or uh, whatever, twenty percent of the population stop shooting and snorting, there's no way to stop it. Yeah. Right, and so, that's Benicio del Toro is hands down the best thing about this movie. I, I think. Would anybody disagree with that? Um, I uh, agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, the best thing about the film. No, no, the best character is yeah, what I Yeah, he's, he's the best oh, character yeah. in the Oh, whole best movie. character yeah. by far, but I, overall, I was like, no, this is a mostly beautiful film. Well, uh, yeah, no, yeah the, no, I got you, though. Yeah. Best character, though, Um, I'm just going to have to side with my girl, Emily Blunt, because she's pretty. She's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the character was pretty terrible. Oh, it was, but uh, I liked her. And that's not to say Emily Blunt didn't do what she could with yeah. that role. She was good in the role, but the character was just more annoying than like if we're going to follow that character for the entire movie we should 
probably be on her side. <laughs> but I, right. I yeah. wasn't at all. No. Yeah, and that that was again the, the lack of character progression. Like they I didn't care about her at all. What were I, you going to say? I was going to say that I think that comes from just our different perspectives. Right. We just don't right. align with her. We don't view this subject subjectively. Well, I uh, mean, that's, well, he's, but if he's they, right, there are probably viewers that say, yeah, she's the right one. But While we're all agreeing with the other. No, no, I mean, no, I, no, no. And I think she's right. But that's like, I just don't agree. Like, I just think they went about it wrong because I have nothing in common with Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I am not an old, cancer strucken stricken riddled riddled, uh, math no math dealer no chemistry chemistry teacher who's dealing meth now cooking whatever <laughs> cooking he actually he's a dealer in the first season so problem solved sort of uh you know but I still feel for that character and Emily Blunt or. What is her name? Kate Macer. I just did not feel for her. You know? I agree. And and it's not it's not the fact that I am viewing the movie completely objectively and that's why she's wrong. If they would have been able to portray her character in such a way to make me agree with her, then right. that's fine. They just right. didn't. That's what, that's exactly what I'm saying is the the film somewhere along the lines messed something up. So it just there wasn't that tug at your emotions, right? You know, right. so like you didn't give a give a hoot. See, now I'm going to go on a limb here and say that I enjoyed the conflict between the two. I enjoyed how she was morally conflicted the entire movie while to a point. But when, like, to to Matt's point, when she's faced with overwhelming evidence that this is the way to get the problem solved, and she's still. I'm not saying she didn't take it too far. At right, points, right. But. I agreed with it initially that, I mean, she's in the dark. Oh, yeah. She's an FBI agent. She wants to do things by the book. But when they just tell her straight to her face, this is what's going on. This is what needs to be done. And it solves the problem and she knows it and she still won't sign the paper because of her own issues. It, it, it doesn't... I, like they Words there. Sol- it doesn't solve the problem. It'll, it'll make Del the problem Toro different. literally has to put a gun to her head in order for her to go along with it. Yes. Yes. And, and what he tells her at the end is the greatest thing ever. He's like, move to a small town where the law still exists. He's like, this is a land of wolves, and you're not a wolf. That's the greatest thing ever. He's like, you don't belong here. You're you're a little girl that doesn't want to do what needs to be done. Yep. Go yep. home. And, you know, you, you said Benicio Del Toro was the, the best character. I liked Reggie Wayne, Daniel Kaluuya, the FBI partner. I yeah, liked he was—he was, he was just a supporting. Yeah, he was a lot. Do you think I like the glasses? Huh? No, 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 no. He was her her partner. Yeah, oh, the, the black guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked him, and uh, and he's got a great name, Reggie Wayne. <laughs> uh, so I asked Aaron this question uh, when we watched after the movie was over, and I'm going to ask you guys the the same question: Should Josh Brolin have been replaced with RDJ? Because I think he should have. I think that would have made that character so much more entertaining. No, I, I actually enjoyed him. I liked Josh Brolin. Um, I think here's the problem. If if we would have got RDJ, it would have been something where he probably phoned it in. like Or too comedic. Yeah, Because exactly. he'd, he'd slip into that typical Robert Downey. Right, yeah. That's, and that's exactly phoned it cast. in. Yeah. Well, and, but it's like it felt to me like Josh Brolin was just kind of channeling Tony Stark. Like that's what it felt like. No, because Tony, Tony Stark is uh, it feels like it's a lot more condescending at points and a lot more uppity and like he just seemed stern which which i mean i don't know if you guys got another i guess i didn't i didn't get that vibe really yeah what about you two did you think brolin was stern uh yes but and he, i just thought he was kind of aloof like okay sandals and well whatever flip-flops and kind of like shorts and it was just an interesting character because here's the guy essentially leading this assassination it, yeah and he's just kind of laid back and roll with the flow he's he's the complete opposite of what what she is kate Merce, macer is yeah very she true. she's very hands-on i gotta have everything controlled and then he's just he works with it another name we didn't mention was victor garber who is who? most notably the, uh, head of the fbi or whatever yeah, her most, boss basically yeah but oh, okay. uh, most notably he was the i think the pirate or the pirate the <laughs> Uh, Yar, captain of the Titanic, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he? Yep, yep. But oh, 
Yeah. yeah I bet y'all didn't know that. As soon <laughs> I, as I saw him, I was like, I he's, did not. He's I, in something. I do now. Maybe he's not the pi- or the the captain. He was he was he was in the Titanic. Isn't that movie okay. like twenty years old now? Uh, close. Nineteen. I think it was in ninety seven. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So back to pacing issues because this movie suffers from it a lot. Um, like Aaron said uh, in his opening thoughts, I love every tense moment of this movie is really tense and it feels great and then it's like everything just kind of screeches to a halt for 20 minutes before we get our next really tense scene they keep cutting away to the uh the mexican state police right. officer yeah I, every single oh. every single like cutaway to him is completely unnecessary and i know no i know why they did it but it just was useless oh, they tried to make you sympathize too. with the other side, like but there's they, families they being destroyed on that side because of the, the they drug. They don't show war. us anything. Right. Yeah. They. It was like they were trying to set up another side of the story, but they did a terrible job of it again. Yeah. Like because they, he he had another like once they like I think he had more time setting up than he did dealing with uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Like, it's, it was it's, two uh, minutes worth. And anytime they show him before before he Benicio del Toro meets up with him and hijacks his car. It's just him, like, sitting on his bed or at the table eating drinking eggs. coffee and eating <laughs> eggs. Yeah. I, I, I wish they would show him going to the park and playing. That would have been a hell of a lot more interesting yeah, and like, emotional. Sh- show us a bond between him and his son so right. when he dies, it actually means something. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Uh, maybe it was in deleted scenes. You could only hope. But... But then why keep the rest of it in there? That, that, right. That, that, it doesn't, you know? It doesn't make any sense. I get that completely. Um, it's, it didn't seem like this movie had... I mean, it, it had a climax, but it was so, like... There was, like, three mini climaxes within, though. You know what I mean? So what what was the climax of the movie? Uh, the assassination. The assa- was it? Bec- the climax... When Benicio Del Toro got to the the head of the... Beginning when he... Uh, when Emily, Emily Blunt sneaks up behind him mm-hmm. and he shoots her. Yeah, I said that right. And then, yeah, that's the beginning of the climax, and then it ends five minutes later. And then you get that Which, quick resolution that ten minutes after. Whole, yeah. Starting there, that whole, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes afterward is just great. Oh, yeah. It's so Every good. shot following that in the night scenes and the cars and the... Yes. Well, yes, but the ten minutes leading up to that with all the night vision and thermal was yeah, annoying the, as hell. The thermal looked really... I thought it was fake. I looked it up because I thought the same thing. I was like, why do you ruin such an awesome looking movie with these awful CGI thermal images? But apparently they use an actual thermal imaging camera. Wow. It's real. It's not CGI. I thought it, it ruined the it looks looked of the movie. It looked like really bad CGI. Yeah. And it felt so out of place because everything else was so natural. All the right. lighting looked, it probably wasn't, but it looked natural. It didn't mm-hmm. look out of place. But But then we get the like the green washed out night vision and then yep. the gray white yeah. and black hated thermal. that like i think there was a, a scene where i think they were going into the tunnel and there was like just three-fourths of the screen was black and then there was like an, a, the outline of a tunnel or whatever uh-huh. and you see the knife and that's yeah. all the scene is for like 20 seconds is the knife and it kind of made me think no one holds a knife like that for that long first <laughs> which was just like okay but i get what they were doing and it was just cool yeah or, the, or the scene right before they started in on the uh night vision thermal stuff is just uh, horizontally half of your screen from middle down is just black right the rest of it's like the, the blue sunset. red sunset and there's just these black soldier figures yep going to that yeah. It was so Where the, the, good. The, the, the uh, actors are all silhouetted. Right. Yes. The cinematography in this movie is just fantastic. Yes and, and no. There were some parts where, like, the characters were positioned weird. Like, you're supposed to have, like, on the thirds of your screen, like, either on the left side or the right side. But if you watch, some of the interviews are, like, in the middle of the frame. Well, what you're saying is that they didn't follow the rules. They didn't go by the right. books. I they thought all the framing was... Really? Awesome. Because you could see stuff other than just faces yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. No, and I get that, but like it just it sometimes it was just weird. I, for the I most mean, part. I didn't pick up on that, but I also am not a cameraman. So. Well, no. <laughs> um I will say though again with pacing they 
there were some beautiful shots of like the when they were in the plane and the helicopters or whatever, mm-hmm. but they lasted forever. Going over the mountains and there all you like, see is this little shadow of a helicopter. Yeah, and there was like six consecutive shots, and I was like, I get it. Uh-huh. You're in a plane. I get it. You're hey, doing pretty things. They paid for that helicopter. They wanted <laughs> to get their shots out. I of know it. they did, and they, they it was nice looking, but it lasted. 30 seconds too like too long like six times you know what, what I mean what was everybody's favorite scene because um, I know what mine is their trip to Mexico that, the first trip that to would be a very close second for me you're talking about uh, going into Juarez getting Guillermo yeah. the, the uh, yeah. drug runners or drug so tense brother. so tense I was on the edge of my seat very very close where second. one of the cameras is mounted right behind one of the trucks and you can see all the trucks like pull out right in front yeah. of them and all the, like of all it that was just awesome that's where i said the framing was awesome because yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got absolutely yep. like just this the perspective you see it is just right eye level with these trucks and just this convoy running through the streets of juarez that was probably my favorite scene because it was composed spectacularly. that is something that bugged the crap out of me though because they say you know, we're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be crossing the border. But you have support from the Mexican government. Obviously, something's being allowed. Right. Cooperation just, from sorry, the police. That, that just bugged me. It was something I had to bring up. Well, and maybe they bribed the police because they did bring up the point that the police can are easily bribed. Well, and if you see them, but that's, you can shoot them. They were talking about state police. They're getting help from federal police. Yeah, those are federales. Is there a difference? Yes. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Their jur- jurisdictions. Oh, it's are just different. like state, state, and like okay, like just yeah, and like a U.S. Local marshal I versus a, you right. know, Omar right. PD. Tommy Lee Jones status. I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> hunting fugitives. Right. Uh, my favorite scene was when they're when they're coming back across the border that first time, and they're in that traffic jam. And well, that's I I put that all. Together. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the I, same. Do they're in back. See, well, I yeah. I don't necessarily like there as much as I like back. Like I like back a whole lot more. I, I felt like that was a lot more tense. Well, because they're stuck there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a shootout. Well, I think it's all part of the great build detention because that entire way in, you're just like, oh my gosh, something's gonna happen, something's gonna happen, and nothing happens. And then you hear the gunfire in the background. They keep explaining things. Things get more intense. You see the car driving alongside of them, a block down in between buildings, and it disappears. Oh, you know, what, one of the scenes scene. where I was really confused at is when they got what was the like the I guess villain Guillermo. Yeah, that was the, the guy brother that they got. of the sure yes. And they, they had him in, the, I think they were going to waterboard him. That's why they got the water, I assume. Um, to he was just very him. thirsty. Well, you know. Uh, but Benicio Del Toro, Alejandro, uh, like, walks <laughs> in. like, sticks his junk <laughs> in the guy's face. I thought he was peeing on him. So did I. And I <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one because I was like, because like, he was standing yeah, like he's, you would stand at, like, a urinal with, right. like, your hands on your hips, like, if you're just having a lazy time peeing. <laughs> I, I, that that was a little weird to me, too. I'm like, why is he standing right there? I don't right. Get well, it. and I get that, like, he's trying to, he's showing his authority and, right. like, and showing his power. Especially in, Ma- in Mexican culture, like, the whole machismo thing, like, you're dehumanizing this guy and right. just... Breaking his will, right? But it did look like he was peeing on him. It looked pretty awkward. <laughs> that, that'd break your will pretty quick. I'm pretty sure. If I got peed on, yeah, yeah, dude. It's... Like what? The, what the crap, man? Well, what the now, f- now we know. <laughs> Anytime we need to get information out of Mike, right? You just got to pee on me, <laughs> or just drop Which... my nuts in your face and just stand there for ten minutes. Right. All right so we got it. No more waterboarding. Golden showers. Right. Golden. Sh- <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, it got going, weird. Going back to uh, favorite <laughs> scenes, the the in and out of Juarez was a very close second, but mine was the entire night sequence coming out of the tunnel when he has the car, pulls over the other guy, gets into that car, goes to the house. Yes. Can you call that all one scene, though? I call it a one sequence, I guess. Sequence. Sequence. Oh, I like that. That's my favorite sequence of this movie. Sequence. Now we just sound dumb. Yeah, we do sound like idiots. <laughs> a little bit. Like no, we, we can't don't. say sequence, right? No, like uh, we're gonna, <laughs> no. It's okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna make that our own. We're gonna bring it back. Yeah. No, Take it's it back. cool. I'm bringing it back. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, just, we just coined a new phrase. It was something exactly. about the the lighting with like the headlights from one car and the way it was framed with one car on the very far right side of uh, the screen, the other car on the very far left. And you've got the police lights flashing in the background, and it's just this weird tense standoff mm-hmm. situation you know it was a really cool little moment what's up 
Uh, it's after they get back from Juarez, and they're at that um, place <laughs> where Benicio del Toro is peeing on the other guy. Yep. And uh, <laughs> what's her face? Kate is outside, and one of the mercenary guys comes up, or CIA guys, I guess, and he's like, "You want to see something cool?" And she's like, what? Okay. And he takes her up to the roof, and then you can just look across the border. And that was can, pretty cool. And you just see all these explosions and all this gunfire from over there. And, like, it, it's a horrible thing that that's happening, but at the same time, it just looked so beautiful. I will say, though, yeah. the, the gunfire did kind of look – and I know that's how it looks really far away. It looked like Star Wars laser blast. Did anyone else <laughs> notice tracer that? tracer rounds. Yeah, exactly, but it just it looked silly. Or that, that's like silly no, or accurate. No, that's like, I mean, yes, both. <laughs> but like, when I when I got mad earlier about people getting shot in the head and not or not dying right away, that's accurate. But it still looks silly to me. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Um, can we talk about one thing that really bothers bothers me? Yeah. No. John Bernthal. Oh, he oh, was yeah. awful in this movie. In everything he does. Well, you're right, but. This movie in Which character was he? Shane from The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh. The one that tried to kill Kate, Kate Mercer. Macer? I keep yeah. saying Mercer. Yeah. Macer. Kate Macer. Yeah. Right. When she he takes her home, yeah. she takes him home. That was just a dumb, 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 dumb scene. Dumb. No, it, it wasn't was, dumb. It was smart. It was completely necessary. Was too. it? Yeah. Was it necessary? She, got, she was on camera. He was part of that drug group, and they needed to find out what she knows. I mean, yeah, but they, I don't know. That that he just happens to be a friend of uh, What's-His-Face. The, well, I right, think they're right there on the border. How And they said how many people were on the force that were part of the drug cartel or helping them out, not part of it. Right, but, but they're that, in their pockets. No, and I, I and and that he's saying the the friends with the the, the whole the whole reason that Reggie. She oh, was, oh, oh, that, yeah, the, the whole okay, reason that, that she was introduced yeah. to him is because he just happened to be friends with Reggie and was bought by the drug well, cartel. Well, I like, think a that's kind of circumstantial. So, like, I, I do think it's very meh. But even when she was at the bar, she was like kind of like he saw her. She saw him looking at her, and even she was like, okay, okay, I got that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. No? Mm-hmm. So, like, the, I think down the road anyway, he would have walked up and introduced himself. And Maybe. And we would have ended up in the same place anyway. Maybe. Is, that, is Emily Blunt dating Aaron Rodgers? No. Who is that? Olivia Munn, I think. That's right. Not Blunt, Emily Blunt. <laughs> Munn. They sound the same. Oh, you mean uh, Psylocke? So who the hell's Psylocke? From the X-Men. Terrible X-Men, X-Men movie. Yeah, yeah she, she's in... I was thinking of Frylock. No. <laughs> from oh, oh Hunger Force. Anyway, were you going to say something? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what else do you guys want to say about the film? Is there more? Uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't really... I really have nothing on this film. It, it's... It, it's a beautiful movie with horrible pacing problems and only one likable character. It is paced as badly as William Shatner's dialogue in Star Trek. <laughs> what do you mean about that? Was that right? Was that eh? yeah. yeah? It was better than your last attempt. Yeah, oh, good. You need to go watch Star Trek: uh, The Con Movie. What was that called? Wrath, Wrath of, of Con. Con. Yeah, Wrath yeah, of where Con. he's like this. Or, do you mean Into Darkness? No, uh, Wrath of Khan. Okay. Keep it going. <laughs> well, the, I lasted like 10 seconds. That's what she said. <laughs> Man. Um, People have to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> what, the Khan? Yeah. So? It, it, it was like I backed away from the mic at least. I know. Um, what was the one likable character? Benicio Del Toro. Uh, Emily Blunt. I didn't like her. I like her. Okay. Well, I think we're, t- we're talking about different things here, I think. I didn't like her character. Oh, I liked her a lot. I like how they kept uh, Benicio Del Toro's character mysterious, where you had no idea until the end what purpose he served or why he was there. Right. And the only things he ever said were awesome one-liners. Yeah. That is <laughs> Except true. they weren't like Arnold one-liners. No, Let's no, no. Be real. Like when she asked uh, how the drug cartel works or what they're trying to do, and he just looks at her and says, you're asking how a, stopwa- or how a watch works. For now, just keep your eye on the time. That was so cool. I remember that line. I was like, what? I like that. I'm going to use that. And he was like, just always there. Like, he popped up behind her multiple times. 
Like at the very end? He's keeping an eye on her. He's like a ninja. Yeah, that's exactly it. He was like a ninja. He was a ghost. Which and is cool. willing to do what needed to be done, unlike our lead character. Like a ninja. Well, our lead character is a symbol of hope and morality. <laughs> Again, she's, she's in the land Batman. of wolves, and she's not a wolf. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I think... What could have made this film better? I won't answer yet. What do you guys think? Uh, just cut some of it. Honestly, make it yeah. make it more... I mean, when the tension is so good and then completely interrupted, that disrupts the entire thing. And and you have to have ups and downs because if 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 you're just tense all the way through for right, two but, hours, but, it's <laughs> gonna it's gonna wear your audience down. But at the same time, this is only a two hour movie, and this movie felt way longer than that. Absolutely. So there's definitely you could probably cut this down to an hour and a half, and it it would be fine. I I do like how though that it wasn't. Uh, like a blow em up action movie. Like even the gunfight yes. was all completely controlled. There, it wasn't like this chaotic blowing thing that everybody's firing rounds, mm-hmm. entire clips at everybody. It's just controlled bursts, kill them, get on with the job. Well, it was realistic. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I mean. It, it's more tactical than than action movie, and I liked that about it. How everybody was in complete control and stayed calm. Yeah, maybe yeah. that maybe that was a pro we should label for this. The the realistic nature of the movie. Yes, I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then how they went about finding the tunnel by like going to the the Mexicans that were being deported and finding out okay where where the drug route is, and then finding the tunnel, creating a distraction so that Benicio del Toro can sneak through and and across the border. It was all handled well and was at least I I mean I don't know how that works, but it seemed realistic. So I guess potential that could not have or that was not answered. Yeah, like Matt said, sums it up. Wasted potential. All right. Do you guys want to add anything else before we uh, get into the numbers? Nope. The number game? Uh, Actually, I will say something. Uh, I had to pull a Matt, and I was watching this yesterday at work. So I was on a cell phone. But I had headphones in, so I got the the better sound out of it. And then I did finish the second half uh, on my big screen at home. So... I still would have loved Mad Max we, on a cell phone. Hold on, we didn't we didn't talk about the music and just the sound you brought that up. Oh, it was like a, a sad, depressing Inception soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that. I, yeah, it was. A couple I never of the noticed times, it. It was like, like you kinda, glaring during that entire tunnel you, sequence. Yeah, you yeah. kind of got lost in it because of the tension, and it worked well. That's what but I. That's once what I was you say. notice it, it's just like repeatedly. Sounds like a a whale call. It's like a sad, depressing Inception soundtrack. Oh, I, I noticed. I noticed it early on when they were in like the plane in sequence, and it was like it was building tension because it was slow and methodical, and it was it all worked well because yeah, like you said, it it builds that tension. And then yeah, it was like slowly getting faster. Um. So yeah. I thought that was a, a pro of the film as well. Unless you guys did not think it. No, no, I thought it worked well. Okay. I just once I noticed it, it's like, man, this is like Inception on, I, a, on a rainy day. I, I admit, <laughs> I did not notice any of the audio in this movie. I noticed it immediately, and then I just couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. And I was like, this is a really good scene, but that <laughs> just on repeat for five minutes, <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't handle it. Um. All right. So. uh Rate it. Somebody. Go. I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody wanted to. Jeez. I guess I'll start. This Yay. I put this up there. This is not I'm not comparing it to, but I'm saying it's the same type of movie, the same type of viewing experience as something like The Godfather, where I was so bored throughout and I didn't like any of the characters, but it looked great. So and I have to give it credit for that, but I also have to knock it for how boring it was to sit through. So I give this a let's go five and a half even five and a half. If the only redeeming quality was like one likable character and a lot of awesome scenes mixed with boring movie, five and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, I think The Godfather was a much more interesting movie than this. I do like those characters a lot, but I'm right there with you. This is a five and a half. It's a beautiful movie. But again, there's only the pacing is just awful. Uh, the only character I can get behind is Benicio del Toro, and I just I I want to like I, just like Aaron said at the beginning, I want to like this movie so much, 
but it just suffers from too many problems. Okay. John? I did like the movie. I, I enjoyed the um, genre it sat in, the realistic nature really was a plus in my book. Uh, but yeah, the pacing really knocked it down. Killed so, it. six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah. Yeah, see, and I think I liked it. Uh, well, obviously, I think I liked it more than you guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Because as bad of pace you, as it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've I, already I, established you're, what you look at first and is foremost is what it looks like. Yeah. Prettiness. And that man. camera work, man, was so, so yeah. very good. Yeah. Roger Deakins knows it. He did uh, Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. Uh, All the Coen Brothers movies. No Country for <laughs> Old Men. I Which think, uh, you can agree. It's like the same thing. Yep. It looks That's great. Awesome lighting. Awesome frame. And terrible <laughs> is, pacing. <laughs> is Benicio Del Toro in? No. Brolin no. is. Josh Brolin. No, but who's the villain? Is it oh, Guillermo no, 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 Del Toro? No no, 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 no. It's I can't remember the guy's name, but it's not Del Toro. Hmm. Okay. Javier Bardem. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. That's, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I give it a seven. Um, I... I think it, it did waste potential. I would have given a, a lot higher of a score if it had a better storyline. Like, you get what I'm trying to say, where it, I like the idea of it. It just wasn't executed very well. You know, I, I mm. think what you all should do is go watch Prisoners because it's the same director, same cinematographer, with characters that actually are developed and show emotions and you care for. What's the movie about? Prisoners. Uh, yeah, it's about yeah. prisoners. Is that the one no, with... No, it's uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's... Okay, it's that one, right? With yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, oh, yes, yes. Her, okay. her daughter gets... Uh, his daughter, Hugh Jackman's daughter, gets kidnapped. Okay. And they're trying to find her. So I did you must be thinking of the wrong movie then. What's the one with Sly that came out a few years ago? Oh, jeez. I think it was called Prisoner, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But no, that's not what I'm talking about, no. You guys keep saying his name wrong and it bugs, bugs me. Huge Ackman. Huge Jacked Man. He, yes. Huge Jacked Man. And Jake Gyllenhaal. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so what's that? Give a, did I give the... Uh, yeah, I don't think you, you gave the give total. Total. 6.13. What were you going to say? You were going to say it's going to be something like 6.15. <laughs> this yeah. guy with the math books... Uh, uh, so yeah, six point one three. Uh, I think it's above average. You guys, it's average to me. Average with exceptional cinematography. Okay, John. Average plus. Average plus. Like is it like a, a D minus? <laughs> like, um, like a A no, plus? It'd be, it'd be a, plus? It'd be a C plus. C plus. Or a B, I, uh, you know, I'm actually B minus. Okay. Okay. You gave it a <laughs> six and a, six point five. That's a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> no. But after thinking about it, <laughs> he just just said no. But <laughs> but whatever. Right. Thinking of this objectively, it deserves a six point five. But subjectively, okay, B minus. I okay. like that. I like that. We should give two scores from round one: a subjective one and an objective one. Oh, How much I loved it because nine and a half. You know, <laughs> if if I if I were to look at. Uh, Force Awakens completely objectively. It would not be a nine and a half. It no. It'd it, be a ten. It wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I were to if I were to look at Star Wars uh, objectively, it would probably drop to about a seven. Yes. Which is where yes! everybody else was at. <laughs> I think but, I was at like six and a half. I'm but, so happy to hear that. <laughs> but I'm a fanboy, so nine and a half. I don't yeah. care. Uh-huh. I don't care. <laughs> that's we ended at seven point six three, and that's counting. So, that nine and a half changes nine and a half to his uh, objective score of a nope. Leave it no, there. I'll, I just want to see. I just want to see what it is. Six point nine, seven point two two. So, yep, that's that's so funny. Uh, but anyway, next week's film, uh, we are going to be doing One Crazy Summer. It's a film from nineteen eighty six. Uh, also, a listener request, like all of our Monday shows, hour and a half long. It's a rom com rated PG. Uh, written and directed oh, by great. Savage Steve Holland. Uh, it stars that John. writer's name rivals Thunder Levens. Savage, <laughs> Savage Steve Holland. <laughs> Sounds like a professional wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Savage Steve Holland. Maybe it's because like I'm that? thinking of Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, oh yeah. That was terrible. no. That was awful. That was worse than my Bane. Uh, you know how no. bad the Bane is. Uh, the, the Bane's terrible, but I don't think that. I don't think that Macho was that bad. It wasn't Bane bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
it stars a guy named John Cusick. <laughs> Dang, why do I find that funny? I want you to stop, but I keep laughing. Yeah. So I and guess it's on me. <laughs> yep. The more you laugh, the uh, more it's going to happen. Uh, John Cusack and Demi Moore, as well as Bobcat Goldblit, yes. is in here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Bobcat. <laughs> um, it got, what did I say, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 60% certified fresh. Wait, it got a 6.4? That's actually higher than I expected. Yeah. Well, and wow. I'm surprised that it's certified fresh. Well, it's not certified fresh, actually. It's 60%. I lied. 60% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 64% from the audience. Well, oh. I'm out of town next weekend, so you guys have fun with this. We will. <laughs> I like this movie. I've seen it multiple times. Have but, you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've seen this Our one. parents loved it. We had to watch it all the time yep. as children. All right. I, I, we don't have who requested this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of them that did. Oh, Yeah, geez. I believe it. Yeah. I know I know that my mom has uh, written in like Jaws. So your mom picked this Tremors. Trem- oh, okay. Tremors. Yeah. I'm, no, <laughs> she, 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 she's thrown in a bunch Tremors of Tremors is her go-to. To so yeah, I well, think Tremors is a great movie. I honestly think we still have this on VHS. I'm somewhere. sure we do somewhere. Whoa. But do you have a VHS player? Probably somewhere. Oh my god, I think they do. Upstairs, That's we're great. gonna go raid their house. Yeah. Um. All right. So look for one crazy summer next week. Um. Uh, find us on Facebook. Yep. Facebook. Uh. Twitter. Uh. Podbean. Don't forget iTunes. hate mail. iTunes. Apparently Google Play. Uh, eventually, I don't know if, if she has that set up yet, but uh, I know she's trying. Uh, lethargicmedia at gmail.com. Lethargic spelled like the word lethargic. Uh, I gotta have to end the show early. Johnny's writing vandalism all over one of my notebooks. So this is gonna be the end of the show. Uh, one crazy summer next week. Tell your friends. Tell, tell, your friends. tell all your friends. All of them. All of them. Some of them. No, all of them. One of them. All of them. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys! Oh, big golfs, huh? Alright. Well, see you later. Good day, sir! You're a Sir, I said good day! Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. A special thanks to Jordan Binder. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.